0: Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Aalamin Ar-Rahman rahim Arsal Rasulahu Bilhuda wa Deinil Haq Li Udhirahu Ala Dini Kullih Walau Kerhal Mushrikoon Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah Jعلal najaah wal falaha wal hidayah Fi itiba'i sunnati khayril mursalin Faqala ta'ala Wa in tu-tii'uhu tahdadu وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله النبي الأمين. بشر الله من الذنوب وبما رب العالمين. فقال تعالى: قل إن كنتم تحبون الله فاتبعوني يحببكم الله ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم والله غفور رحيم. praise and thanks is due to Allah subhanahu wa taala the Lord of all that exists, the one who sent his messenger with true guidance and with the deen of haq, the deen of truth, so that it will prevail over all other religions, walau mushrikun, and even if the mushrikun were to detest that. We bear witness that there is none worthy of worship except Allah, who has no partner, who has put all success and guidance in the following of the sunnah of his messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam as he said that whomsoever follows him or obeys him he will be rightly guided and I bear witness that Muhammad is his slave and his true messenger the trustworthy one the one whom Allah subhanahu wa taala gave glad tidings to, that whomsoever obeys him, he will have his sins forgiven, and he will earn the love of Allah subhanahu wa taala. As Allah said, "Say, O oh Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, if you truly love Allah, then follow me, and then Allah will love you in return. He will forgive your sins, for He is Rafur Rahim, the oft Forgiving and the Most Merciful. Ibaad Allah." Ittakullah hafi sarra'i wal darra'a wa raqibu hu fil raha'i wal bala'a wa'alamu anna kum sa'iruna liyawmin tashibu fihil wil dan. O slaves of Allah, fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in times of ease and prosperity and during times of test and trials and tribulations. And know that you are heading towards a day where even children will become grey. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, <laughs> O people, O humanity, fear your Lord. For the violent quaking or shaking at the hour is surely a dreadful thing. يَوْمَ تَرَوْنَهَا تَذْهَلُ كُلُّ مُرْضِعَةٍ عَمَّا The day you will see it, where every nursing mother will abandon what she is nursing. And every pregnant woman will deliver her burden prematurely. وَتَرَى النَّاسَ And you will see people as if they were drunk, though they will not be drunk. ولكن عذاب الله شديد. but it is the torment or the punishment of Allah that is terribly severe. أما بعد، فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله، وخير الهدى هدى محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم، وشر الأمور محدثاتها، وكل محدثة بدعة، وكل بدعة ضلالة، وكل ضلالة النار. indeed the most truthful of speech is the speech of Allah. And the best of guidance is the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And the worst of all affairs are the newly introduced affairs. For every newly introduced matter into the religion is a bid'ah. And every bid'ah is misguidance. And every misguidance leads to the hellfire. Ayyuhal muslimoon. bil mawti wa'idhan. Wal mawtu khayru wa'idhin. As some of the scholars have stated That sufficient is death as an admonishment. Sufficient is death as a reminder or as an admonishment. And also death is the best of admonishments. When we look and we find and we see and we hear about the death of prominent people in our communities or in the world at large then in this there is great reminders for the muslim rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa sallam he firstly he said akthiru dhikra hadiman lizzat akthiru akthiru dhikra hadiman he said, remember often the destroyer of pleasures. Remember often the destroyer of pleasures. Hadim al-ladhat, which refers to death. And in Islam, we are encouraged to go visit the graveyards. As the Prophet Sallallahu he said, كُنْتُ نَهَيْتُكُمْ عَنْ ziaratil that I used to forbid you from visiting the graves. And this was in the early days of Islam. They were prohibited from visiting graves. But now, I encourage you to visit the graves. Fazuruha, You should go and visit graves. For they are a reminder for you. They remind you of the Akhirah. They remind you of the year after so when we look at prominent figures prominent people often there's a assumption that these people will always be there we see them in good health we hear about them we we see them doing the good that they do and we have this assumption that alhamdulillah tomorrow they'll be there and next year they will be there and next month they will be there But when these people pass away, then the community is hit hard by this. The community is hit hard by this news. And this is the best time for the Muslim to sit and remember that death waits for no person. That death waits for no person, no matter his status, no matter his age, no matter his color or his race, or his knowledge, but death waits for no person. And let no person think that because of his status, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not take him away today or tomorrow. This is in the hand of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, kafar bin mawti the reminder for us first and foremost that sufficient is death as a reminder. When we hear about the death of any person, we are encouraged and taught to say, "Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. And it's not just a statement that we utter. The statement is a powerful statement that is a reminder in and of itself. Inna lillah, indeed we belong to Allah. We are slaves of Allah. We are the creation of Allah. وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ And unto Allah is the return. So as His slaves, as His creation, we utter these words to remind ourselves that we are just part of the creation of Allah. And tomorrow we are going back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let us prepare for the answering or the questioning of Allah. Let us prepare our answers to the questions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask. Those who have passed away, they've done what they had to do. Their time is up for good deeds. Except for a few things as we know. Sadaqatul jariyah, knowledge that will be left behind and so forth. Children that make dua for them, etc. But ultimately their time for good deeds are up. And we that are still alive, we still have a chance. Until our time of death comes, which is what the Qur'an and the Sunnah refer to as yaqeen. Wa'bud rabbaka hatta ya'tiyaka Allah says, worship your Rabb until yaqeen comes to you. Until that moment of certainty comes to you. That moment that it's the one thing that's guaranteed nothing in life is guaranteed as they say but the one thing that is guaranteed is moat is death so let us prepare for our death and every death that we hear about is a reminder for us and when we hear of the death of prominent people this is the biggest of reminders because it's a wake up call for every person whether you liked them or not whether you respected them or not whether they were an alim of the deen or whether they were whatever they were, a popular person in the community for whatever reason, the point is that person's death hits home because there was somebody everybody knew, and so naturally it has a, it has a deeper effect on the entire community at large. Secondly, the death of ulama has another aspect. It has another reminder attached to it. And we have heard of the death of scholars today, locally and abroad. And over the last year or two, we have heard of the death of so many senior scholars of Islam, muhaddithin, great scholars of hadith, great fuqaha, great scholars of tafsir, Great ulama who dedicated their lives to the deen of Allah, to seeking knowledge and spreading this knowledge. But the death of the scholar is not like the death of any other person. The death of a scholar is, the, is like a calamity upon the entire ummah. That the entire ummah will feel that they have lost something valuable. Because the ulama and their status is like no other status. Al-ulama warathatul anbiya. They are the inheritors of the prophets. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said in a hadith in Bukhari and Muslim, narrated by Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As, radhiallahu anhumah, he said that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَقْبِضُ الْعِلْمَةِ intizaan يَنْتَزِعُهُ that indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he does not remove knowledge by removing it from people what does this mean that if you sought knowledge knowledge doesn't just disappear that one day we learn something and the next day it's forgotten and gone Rather, knowledge is removed from the Ummah. It's removed from the Ummah bi Qabdul ulama, which means by the death of the ulama. So as the scholars of Islam pass away, the knowledge that they have with them also goes with them. And this is how it affects the entire Ummah. Because as those scholars leave, the knowledge that they had with them, it goes with them. حَتَّى إِذَا لَمْ So Rasulullah, he carries on and he says, until it comes to a point where there will remain no alim, no scholar will remain. The people will then appoint leaders in the position of ulama, who are ignorant, who are juhal. They are not people of true knowledge. فَسُئِلُوا And they will be questioned. People will come to them, asking them questions. Seeking fatawa, seeking advice, seeking guidance. فَأَفْتَوْ بِغَيْرِ عِلْمِ And they will pass fatawa. They will pass verdicts with no knowledge. Or without knowledge. wa so Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam, he says at the end of the hadith, Fadallu wa adallu. They have gone astray. These so-called ulama, the ignorant ones who will be elected, have gone astray, and they also lead everybody else astray. ضَلُّ He is misguided, and he also misguides everybody else. So this is a sign of the end of the times. And as we approach Qiyamah, What's going to happen? The ulama are going to pass. The senior scholars of the ummah are going to pass. Until we are left with people who are inadequate. And they will be put into places and positions that they are not befitting or they are not qualified for. And they will end up leading everybody astray. And this is the musibah. The calamity that comes with the death of ulama. So it's sad that the scholar leaves. But what might be more sad is what follows. What follows and who takes over from the alim. Wallahu musta'an. So what's the lesson for us from this hadith? What's the lesson for us now? How do we benefit from this hadith? Firstly, it's a scary hadith. It's a scary hadith of what's going to happen towards the end of times. The important point for each and every Muslim from this hadith is the importance of seeking knowledge before the ulama pass away, before our leaders go. When the opportunity is presented to seek knowledge, seek knowledge. For a time might come whether it's now towards the end of your life where people are put into position and they are not qualified for that position and they are going to pass fatawa and provide verdicts and nasaih, advices that are completely incorrect. And if you are not equipped with knowledge, you will not be able to distinguish between haqq and batil. So if there's one lesson we can take from this hadith and from the death of the ulama is that we also need to make time and effort to seek knowledge because as the ulama go, their knowledge goes with them their knowledge goes with them Aqulu hadha al qawl wa astaghfirullahal azeema liwalakum wa liwalidayya wa liwalideikum wa lisairin muslimina min kulli dhanb fa innahu huwal ghafoorun rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله ولي الصالحين وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله أرسله ربه رحمةً للعالمين صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليمًا كثيرًا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم طلب العلم أو طلبة العلم فريضة عَلَى كُلِّ مسلمين. Seeking knowledge is an obligation upon every Muslim. Seeking knowledge is a fard upon every Muslim. It's not only the duty of the student or the alim that they busy themselves with seeking knowledge. Every Muslim should be a talibul ilm. Every Muslim should be a seeker of knowledge. This is his duty. Towards the Quran and the Sunnah, it's his duty that he dedicates his life to seeking knowledge. At his own pace. According to his own free time. But it's an obligation upon every Muslim to seek knowledge. And that's what the hadith says. Imam Ahmad ibn hanbal he said, is sought from the cradle to the grave. From the cradle to the day that we die, we are seekers of knowledge. Al-ilmu bahrun <laughs> la <laughs> sahilalah. <laughs> <laughs> Imam shafii rahimahullah, he said, knowledge is an ocean that has no shore. There's no coast to arrive at where you reach your destination. We are consistently seeking knowledge. So whatever level a person finds himself at, he should know that he's never ever going to reach the end. If he seeks knowledge for a hundred years, he's only scratched the surface of what there is to seek knowledge. Ahmad ibn Hanbal, Rahimahullah, Imam of Ahl Sunnah, his son narrates from him that my father memorized alf alf hadith. My father memorized one thousand thousand hadith. Which means he memorized one million hadith. Ahmed ibn Hanbal. This was the caliber of the ulama. This was the dedication of the ulama. Our duty is not to memorize one million hadith, or even a thousand, or even a hundred hadith. It's to seek knowledge of the deen of Islam on a daily basis. Make sure every day you try and learn something. You try and increase your knowledge somehow or the other. Because you are going to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah is going to question. Allah is going to ask about that free time you had. Allah is going to ask about the opportunities you had. And when we have, we all have our shortcomings. But the question we need to ask ourselves is, is it enough of an excuse? that we say to Allah, we didn't know. So we come to Allah with perhaps some sins or some obligations that we did not fulfill. Is it sufficient as an excuse for us to say, we did not know, and this is why we fell short. Yes, there's always going to be things that we do not know. But today knowledge has become widespread. If you cannot be a full-time student of knowledge, there is no excuse not to seek knowledge part-time. If you cannot do it during the week, do it on the weekends. If you cannot come to the masjid, do it online. If you cannot attend live online, get a recording. Get beneficial video series and learn something. If you do not understand Arabic, Knowledge is available in the English language. There is literally no more excuses to be made. Sahaba radiallahu anhum traveled on horseback, on the back of their camels, for months on end to find one hadith. They would travel from Makkah, Medina to Egypt because they heard a particular sheikh in Egypt who is was narrating a certain hadith that they did not know. They would travel to go find that hadith and hear it from the mouth of the narrator. After hearing it from the narrator, they didn't stay for a holiday. They got back on their ride and they returned home. Their intention was to seek knowledge and go. It's not like this today. It's not like this today. And as Imam Abu Khabar, rahimahullah, he said, Al-ilmu qabla al amal Knowledge comes before speech and action, before you talk about any deed or anything, any matter, before you act. Whether it's investments, whether it's opening a business, starting a business, no matter what it may be, whether it's your field of work, your line of study that you want to, you're interested in, knowledge comes before all of that meaning first go seek knowledge about the issue then act is it permissible what's permissible what's not permissible what are the finer details then act this is the way of the muslim he's constantly learning about the deen of allah constantly learning about the kitab of allah and the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and as we said today there's no excuse there is no excuse to remain ignorant. The only excuse or the only issue is our priorities. That we give importance to other things. We give importance to dunyawi matters over matters of the deen. And therefore we spend time learning about all dunyawi things. Whilst we neglect the basics of the deen of Islam. Wallahu <laughs> mustaan Hada wa sallu wa sallimu Allah. فقد أمركم الله بذلك في كتابه، فقال عز من قائل عليم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي، يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا word فقال صلى الله عليه وسلم من صلى the word of الله عليه بها of اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد. Allahumma barak ala Muhammad, wa ala Ali Muhammad. Kama barakta ala Ibrahim, wa ala Ali Ibrahim in the Kaham Idum Majid. Wa Allahumma al Khulafa al Rashidin, Abi Bakr wa Umar wa Uthmana wa Ali, wa Anbakirti Sahabati wa Tabirin, wa Tabiri Tabirin, wa Anna Mahumbi Manika wa Karamika wa Isanika ya Akram al Akramin. Allahumma Aiz al Islam wa al Muslimin. Allahumma Aiz Islam wa al Muslimin. Allahumma Aiz al Islam wa al Muslimin. و اذل الشرك والمشركين ودمر أعداءك اعداء الدين يا مولانا يا رب العالمين اللهم اصلح احوال المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم اصلح احوال المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم اصلح احوال المسلمين في كل مكان يا مولانا يا رب العالمين اللهم ان نسالك الهدى واتقال عفت والغنى يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك اللهم يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك <تصفيق> اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يامركم بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولذكر الله اكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون اقيموا الصلاه